Hello, before we head into this week's interview, I wanted to tell you about the goal setting and group coaching sessions I'm running this weekend. There's still tickets left. So Manchester's session is on the 26th, Leeds is on the Sunday the 27th. You can head to the show notes to get the link. It's £35 for your ticket. It's a roundtable group coaching session, so I find everyone always inspires each other and shares advice and it's such a positive, motivating way to start your year and stay on track with your goals. There's also time for one-on-one advice if you need to ask me anything and I'll also walk you through my goal setting process. You'll get the 2019 workbook that I've mentioned, that is part of your ticket so it's great value refreshments are provided so we can all have some coffee together have some nibbles stay energized stay focused and just have a great morning so i'd love to see you make sure you dm me on insta to let me know you're coming when you've bought your ticket and like i said i will leave the link in the show notes where you can get them so this week's interview is with julia aka easy as vat julia is my financial money guru especially when it comes to being self-employed I think everyone's gonna get something out of this episode but we do gear the money chat towards running your own business being self-employed um personal bookkeeping as a sole trader taxes all the stuff that I find really intimidating and I know a lot of people do as well So Julia covers really practical tips for staying organised and staying on top of our finances. She also shares some great advice for awkward conversations around money, especially if it comes to invoicing clients, late payments, because if you're anything like me, you wanted to start a business to focus on doing something that you love and not many people love looking at a spreadsheet full of numbers. But it's a necessary thing and Julia is great at breaking it down into accessible, easy to understand knowledge. She isn't too financy and intimidating and boring. Like her content is fun. I love her brand. I love everything she's about. Considering it's the tax deadline next week, I thought this was perfect timing and hope you enjoy listening to Julia's story and all of the tips she has to share. Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Hi everyone, welcome back to Put Yourself First. Today I'm with Julia. Say hi. 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 Would you like to introduce yourself and a bit more about what you do to everyone? Yeah, sure. So my name is Julia Day and I run Easy as VAT. Um, And the purpose of what I do is basically to help creative female entrepreneurs to deal with all the numbers in their business, basically. So things like tax, accounting, pricing, your bit of money mindset um, and I do that primarily through um, one-to-one coaching and I'm also about to launch a membership platform as well. What excited me when I discovered your work and your website, money is really intimidating to me, especially in business. So it's nice to have a female-focused, like very approachable way 
to figure it all out yeah and I think like I think the reason that people like working with me is because I'm quite like I'm quite a nice like calm person like I'm not like you go out there and like get that paper like I'm quite like chilled about it and like I think that tends to like help take away that like intimidation and like overwhelm that comes with talking about money so do you want it do you want to go into a bit more about how you got into this because I feel like going into finances is not for everyone so like where did that come from where did it you know all begin basically yeah so um I actually studied English at university um and then I got a graduate job um and it was a really tiny company so it was kind of like all hands on deck um I don't know if anyone's worked in a really small company or like a startup before like it's very much you don't just do your job you do like 10 different jobs um so I was given like VAT returns to do quite early on and I was quite good at them so my boss just kept giving me like all his accountancy work and he was at um a chartered accountant as well so he could kind of like be my mentor in a way um and then it got to the point where that was like most of what I was doing and he was like do you want to study to be an accountant and I was like sure why not um so that was how I kind of got into that so I was working as like full-time accountant and project manager um and then I was also blogging on the side so I had like a little like lifestyle blog um with the odd dodgy outfit photo (laughs) don't go back and search for it because it's not there anymore um but yes I had quite a few friends who were either earning money through blogging or they had kind of turned it into like a freelance career um or their own business and I noticed that a lot of the people that I followed struggle with things like doing their tax return or not knowing how to sort of deal with money or invoice and that kind of thing um so I was like oh well I know all this like I'll just make a little blog and like kind of share tutorials I guess to help people to do it um and then it it took off really fast and people would sort of message me and be like could we maybe hop on Skype and like have a a talk through of like just I just want to check some stuff about my tax return and they'd be like how much do you want me to pay you for it and I'd be like you want to pay me to do this (laughs) okay (laughs) great um and I guess that's kind of how it uh, started so it was all very like it was I always wanted to have my own business but I didn't know that this was how I would start it it did really just start off as a blog that's a really cool story and I love that you just fell into doing finances and just sort of took to it because I think a lot of people find it intimidating because they think everyone who, you know, people who they go to for bookkeeping advice, for example, are going to be like very, very, very maths focused. Yeah, like I never would have chosen to do it. Like if you'd said to me like 10 years ago, oh, this is what you're going to be doing, I would have been really upset about it. <laughs> I wanted to like be like a writer and like write my own novels and stuff, um, which I guess I am kind of a writer because I do like blog a lot and I like write articles for people. But yeah, it's weird the way these like <laughs> these journeys take shape, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and it just goes to show like it's about it's about the why behind why you've started this business isn't it yeah like it was always just to kind of help people because I did know that people got overwhelmed by it um and I was just like 
it's actually quite simple. Like, there's not a lot of actual maths involved, but I think people see numbers and, like, kind of uh, run away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. So when it comes to your clients then and yeah. your your business easy as easy as that I like to say because it it sounds cuter as oh, easy as that it's yeah easy that's as that. why it's called easy as that by the way yeah so yeah. it's either easy as that or easy as the that or it could be easy as VAT <laughs> easy as one two three but people do that me and go how is it pronounced and I'm like you pronounce it however you want I don't mind <laughs> so your company easy as that what's your overarching principles and philosophies around money like when you're working with clients because I know you do a lot of like mindset coaching as well which is really interesting to me yeah so that's such a hard question I guess a lot of the time it depends on the client and like what they individually Um, need help with or struggle with Um, I guess my main thing for not letting money kind of overwhelm you is like treat it as what it is like it's a resource that you can use to help you to um, basically live the life that you want it's not evil it's not good it's not uh, greedy like it's just literally a thing that you can exchange in order to get other things Um, so that's what that I guess that's kind of my philosophy on it because I think that we all have our own sort of views on money that we've grown up with and like they kind of impact our behaviors and how we sort of um see people with money so like if you have grown up I guess most of us don't grow up rich so we might see like rich people as like an other but they're not really like another species like they're just people who have money um or there's a lot of you know people think that being wealthy um like makes you a bad person which obviously it doesn't um and we've got all these kind of like weird kind of stories in our heads about like what money means so I try to say to people like before you do anything else just kind of get a grip with what money actually is which is just a resource it's a tool that you can use um it's something to face head on um so I think that before you can sort out whatever kind of financial stuff that you need to sort out, you need to know what your current situation is because so many people are scared to check their um, bank statement or like I used to be really scared when I was a bit younger to like check my online banking and see how much I had left in the bank. Um, Or, you know, they're scared to do their accounts in case they're making a loss or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, So... But you can't fix it unless you know what's actually going on. And you can't, even if there is a problem, you can't make it better until you know what that problem is. Um, So, you know, uh, just kind of don't be afraid to find out what your current situation is. And then you can use that information to improve things. Um, And yeah, I think that's it. In terms of like with clients, a lot of them find it difficult to keep on top of their bookkeeping and accounts. So I just say schedule it in on like your iCal or whatever it is that you use and then you're not sort of thinking oh like I need to do this and like it's like a cloud hanging over you you just do it when you get the notification and then you can forget about it for the rest of the month yeah yeah that's a good tip and something I try to do I put in my google calendar just admin day in all capitals (laughs) like sort your life out day car I do that and it's like 
I think because it, it's not like the most fun thing to do in business, really, is it? Like, it's quite boring. Um, but like, once you've done it, it's off the way for a bit then. So um, it's kind of like ripping off the plastic. You may as well just do it quick and then um, <laughs> and it's over with. Yeah. And going back to what you said before about mm. the, you know, out, how we carry our maybe like negative mindset or beliefs around money into adulthood and we don't even realize it yeah I think when you know that happens to everyone but when you own your own business and you actually have to have money conversations on a regular basis or you know if you do in your full-time job you're almost like Mm -hmm. faced you have to face it head-on because it negatively impacts your business because like you say people are like burying the head in the sand or not charging what they're worth and all these other things we're going to get into so yeah Yeah, really really. interesting conversation yeah so what would you say like I feel like I've just kind of answered your own question but what (laughs) would you say are some of the biggest hurdles you see time and time again um business owners and freelancers struggling with when it comes to money and then we can maybe go into some practicals on how you help clients overcome them yeah, so I think the main thing is just kind of feeling overwhelmed and sticking your head in the sand and not wanting to deal with things. Um, that's probably the main thing. Um, but also I, I have a lot of clients who undervalue their work and they are like constantly working but they're still struggling to make ends meet. Um, and that's probably like the number one thing that I get asked about because I think there is kind of an image of like freelancers like always kind of struggling for money um but it doesn't have to be that way as long as you kind of you know start decide to like start feeling confident asking for money and to you know not just pluck a random price out of the air when someone asks for a quote and to actually kind of research into your prices um and like really you know know your worth when it comes to what you're doing yeah that's it's so difficult to do that especially when you're starting out and it's like because you're when you get paid like I don't know if this is a British thing because I always read like American money blogs and like yeah you should negotiate your salary like I don't know anyone who's ever negotiated their salary in England um but I think you just you don't have to ask for money like you get a job you get paid every month that's it whereas like when you go self-employed you've then got to start asking people for money and you've got to decide how much to ask for which is like really scary um so you can understand why people like get a bit stressed about it because most of the time it's something we've never had to do before and like when you're younger as well um I don't know if it was the same for you but like if I asked for money like I would generally get told no unless it was for something like important but if I was just like can't have some money they'd be like no you need to work for your money and you need to like earn it and stuff so it's if you get told no a lot you kind of feel like oh crap like I'm just going to be told no when I ask for money yeah well it's not the case like if people want you to work for them they expect to pay you so the worst thing someone can say if you ask for money is no and that's really not that bad you can move on from that they're not going to come back and be like how dare you ask for money for doing work (laughs) yeah and I'd never thought about that. That's really interesting. And yeah, it's just another 
weird subconscious thing that kind of buries itself in our mind because it doesn't make any sense on the surface does it because like you say you you're doing someone a service or you're selling them a product that is valuable and they've chosen to work with you or they've chosen to buy your product so why are we so scared to then get our half of the exchange which is the money from them that they have already chosen to give us anyway yeah like it's not something that is it is a logical thing when you think of it that way but we don't like deal with it logically do we and I guess it's because we've all got that fear of rejection and like we don't because I can't remember where I heard this but I was listening to like another podcast I think it was Nobody Panic um and they were talking about like how to deal with rejection and apparently the reason that we hate it so much is because like in you know the caveman days if you got rejected from the like the tribe or whatever you were kind of left for dead so we do have this really like irrational fear of being rejected because it used to mean death and now it doesn't but we're still quite scared of it um and you know it's not a nice feeling but um I think especially as a business owner you've just got to get used to it because um I don't know about you but like especially when you start in a business you do get rejected a lot for things um if you're like putting yourself out there or like asking to write articles for people or guest blog posts or um even just pitching work like you will get rejected so you have to quickly learn to like be resilient and like pick yourself up after a rejection yeah 100 percent. do you have any practical advice for actually going forward and asking for money whether that whether it's negotiate like whether it's telling a client your fee and Mm. you know maybe facing them trying to bar you down or also I want to go into I know this is completely different but you see so many people on Twitter every single day it feels like if you follow bloggers um or freelancers writers business owners you know complaining rightly so about not being paid by clients and like late payments and chasing invoices and all this kind of stuff and I think yes that's an industry problem but it's also I feel like also a lot of people will be missing out on those invoices because they're too scared to actually physically go and be like hey I need this like you owe me this money (laughs) so how would you go about asking for money like reaching out to a client in a professional way I guess for like the first one so firstly um the first and best thing that you can do to avoid getting paid late is to like be quite selective about your clients which I know is quite hard when you freelance because you don't know where the next pay slip's going to come from so you're a bit like oh I need to take on all work um but I think it's really important to pay attention to the people who are asking to work with you um and see how they are treating you to begin with like if they if they're bartering you down firstly um I wouldn't work with them because it kind of shows that they don't value your work as much as they should um unless obviously like if it's you know if it's someone you kind of know and trust and you do know that there's a genuine like cash flow issue there and you still want to help them out then that's a bit different but um you know if it's just like a random kind of email in your inbox saying like oh no you charge this much but can you do it for this much I would generally say no because that will kind of signify to me that they don't really value my work that much um but also things like you know being rude to you taking ages to reply to emails 
they would all be warning signs to me that that person is not taking me seriously and so they probably won't be making paying my invoice a priority um in terms of like asking for money um the best thing you can do is get really confident in your pricing so do your research speak to other people in your industry if you can or have a look at other people who are doing the same things as you or working with the same kind of clients that you want to work with um, and find out like what the industry average is and you don't have to charge that amount it's just a good idea to know how much people will expect to pay um, but if you aren't charging that amount you should know why that is so if you want to charge a bit less it might be because you're trying to break into it an oversaturated industry or if you're charging more it might be because your services or your products are a bit more premium as long as you know why and you're happy with that reason that's fine um i think as well um people get worried because if it's something they find easy they feel guilty asking for money to do that um but the thing is, you're doing that person or company, whoever's hiring you, you're doing them a service, you're doing them a favour. Um, the reason that they're asking to hire you is because they don't know how to do that thing or they don't want to do that thing. Um, and you do, and you're good at it. So you feel confident in that. Um, and also, don't think of it as you demanding money from someone. Um, it's an exchange of value so you're being paid money to give your client or customer something of value um so don't give away your power like it's not always it's when people do sort of like consultation calls or it's the first sort of few emails kind of negotiating things we as sort of the self-employed person or the small business um we tend to kind of give that client all the power and let them call the shots and um, but actually what that kind of does whether it's consciously or subconsciously is open them up to saying all right well like this person doesn't take themselves seriously so neither will I um so it's important to kind of you know obviously be like really friendly and um polite and everything but also kind of be assertive and like know your worth and feel confident in that um also in terms of like getting your invoices paid the main thing is don't be afraid to chase it up if it's late so um once you've done your work make sure you send your invoice straight away um uh, make sure like double triple check that all the information on there is correct because if you put the wrong bank details on there and then you don't end up getting the money that's not really your client's problem and um, so always check that the invoices are correct and they look professional um because people do pick up on these things um I guess depending on your sort of payment term so most people have like a month or like a 30 day payment terms um so don't be afraid to like email your contact once it gets to the end of that so maybe the day before payment's due just to say hey just to let you know my invoice is due tomorrow um I haven't received it yet so just make sure it gets paid or maybe the day after just say just to let you know one don't say just I do that automatically which is a really bad habit but don't say just because it kind of like belittles what you're saying say um hi my invoice was due yesterday as you know I've not received it yet please can you let me know when I can expect to receive payment and that's quite a good one it's not 
pushy or anything, um, although perfectly entitled to be pushy if someone owes you money and they haven't paid it yet. Um, and yeah, don't be afraid to just keep getting in touch until they have paid you. Um, Google is a godsend because you can probably find the details of the accounting department, who are the ones who are going to pay it. Or you can find their number and give them a ring because it's a lot harder to ignore someone when they're on the phone than by email. Um, or even like a letter is can be quite scary to people purely because we don't really write letters anymore. So like it seems really formal and like a little bit um, scary to people. Um, but the main thing is just don't don't be afraid to keep contacting them if you want to chase up you know, every week, just put a little uh, notification in your calendar to remind you to do it. Like, at the end of the day, if you've done work for someone and they haven't paid you, they need to sort that. And it's not being cheeky or rude or pushy to ask for that money to be paid. If you can have a system where you get paid before you do any services, do that. Um, so like for my coaching, when I when someone books with me, they pay straight away as opposed to me invoicing them later. Um, and there's a lot of sort of technology you can use to do that now. So uh, Stripe is what I use, or you can ask, you can invoice through PayPal. Um, and that's a good way. It just kind of makes it a bit a bit less of like an awkward conversation. If you just have a system set up where someone pays you straight away, that's always a good idea. No, it's not always possible in every industry, um, but if you can do it that way, um, then I'd recommend it. And if you're doing like a really big project um, where you're supposed to be getting paid quite a lot of money, sometimes these things do go under. So if it is a, a big project, see if you can get your fee paid like in half upfront or maybe get a deposit paid if you can. I was going to add on to that as well. Like you say, getting it paid upfront if possible. But if you do, like I do payment plans. Yeah. And even just even just growing the confidence to have that conversation up front before we start working together has massively impacted how how confident i feel talking to clients about money because if i can sit like if i can make that part of the onboarding like process of working with me they they know exactly you know what they're paying when like when payments are going to be due when I'm going to invoice them all that information and we can I can actually get feedback from them to say great like that's totally fine totally and I know they understand absolutely everything about that so (laughs) I don't have to keep bringing it up which can feel awkward like you say yeah and that's such a good idea as well like just make it a part of your process like don't even think about it like just kind of oh this is like another aspect of what I do to get to help new clients to you know introduce them to how this is going to work such a good idea yeah and then that goes back into the red flag thing that you mentioned because I think the like the clients that I work with like I've been very lucky that you know everyone is yeah that's absolutely fine like great they they know what they're investing in they know what they're getting out of it so they yeah. they value that money that they're handing over to me each month, let's say, for the payment plan, because they like they understand it for first of all because I've told them, and they're happy to give that money. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's the exact kind of client that you want. You want someone who's happy to pay you for what you're doing. I also recommend like putting your prices on your website um, where it's appropriate because, you know, it gets rid of like time wasters, basically, not to sound horrible. But like if someone already knows how much you charge, if they know that they can't afford it at the moment, then they're not going to get in touch with you. And the only people who are going to be coming into your inbox are people who can actually afford your services and actually do want to pay for them because they know how much they need to invest in it yeah I would agree with that as well yeah like it puts me off if if I'm looking for like business coaching or you know a service like that and I can't see the prices I'm not going to email and be like how much do you charge because then it's really awkward if it's too much and I can't afford it um so I like I, I mean I guess it's a personal preference as well um but like for me that would be a bit off-putting because I'd feel rude if I emailed and, and said like I'd like to work with you and it was too much like I'd feel a bit rude going back and being like yeah I can't afford it sorry um so it's yeah I guess it's kind of it's best for the client and it's best for you as well because it means you've got less like emails to kind of go through as well yeah and even even then the the people who can't afford your services let's say or maybe just aren't yet in a position to invest that that amount of money into that particular service or product yeah they're still you know that's why we spend hours and hours a week creating free content for them so I'm yeah I feel comfortable knowing that they're getting something like some value out of me whether they can afford to work with me or not yeah exactly and there's nothing wrong with like not being able to afford to work with someone um I don't mean that in like a mean way at all um because, like, there's people that I can't afford to work with. I think it's more, yeah, as you said, like, there is, it's with the type of business that, you know, we do in this sort of, like, more digital, would you say digital economy? I don't know. I don't but know. Um, in terms of, like, there's a lot of content to consume. If you go on someone's blog, you can find a lot of what you need to help you. Um, and, you know, there's free downloads and stuff, so it's, but the thing is, like, the difference is it's a bit more sort of general, whereas, like, if someone then chooses to pay to work with you, it's, like, it's more kind of focused on them, and it's that sort of bespoke aspect. Um, and, yeah, like, I I always say, like, I'm happy for people to just download the free stuff. I don't really mind as long as it helps people. Um, and then, you know, I do get a lot of people who've downloaded, like, every freebie I've got. And then they'll come to me and be like, right, I want to work with you. Because, you know, it's if someone's going to invest a bit of money into working with you, then they need to trust that you actually know what they're on about. So it'd be, I was really frustrated that when I first took my business full time, so I was like, oh, no one wants to work with me. And it was like, yeah, because you've been doing it for like two months. <laughs> so no one knows who you are yet. How can they trust you? Um And then it gets to a point where people do know who you are and they know that your work is good. So they'll kind of be able to trust that you can provide what they need then. I feel like I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there, but oh well. (laughs) No, no, you've not at all. I completely agree with everything you've said. Yeah. And I think if if your heart's in the right, I know it's so cheesy and cliche and not what you want here when you're going out there and getting rejected by clients or you've just started... But if your intention is there, like, to give value to people and that, you know, is part of a really strong marketing strategy, 
pricing strategy, like all the things we've talked about, you're going to get there eventually. So you just have to trust and keep plodding along. Yeah, definitely. I think I love the whole like slow marketing um, concept because I think now if you're putting a new product out, like um, I think with sort of the, with blogs and everything that that's brought, like I wouldn't probably buy even a new lipstick without like reading a review at first. So it's a lot harder for even like bigger brands to sort of bring out stuff now without someone having um you know provided some value or you know someone saying yeah that's good you should do that um and it it is just something that comes with time and i think that we get put in this we get caught in this trap sometimes now where it's like if you go on pinterest it's like how i made six figures in my business in like three months and like that's just not realistic and then you think that there's something wrong with you because you haven't done that but it's like no like it just takes time to build that trust and build a business basically I completely agree yeah and going back to that you know six figures how like, yeah. how much profit are you making how much profit are they making from that because it's easy to that share is- your turnover but if you know if you looked in their accountants files like they've probably had a lot of initial money to invest in like Facebook ads and maybe Google. I don't think anyone pays for Google anymore, but like (laughs) Facebook ads are huge now, aren't they, for businesses? And they might be pumping in like a lot of money into those things to get that return. Yeah, exactly. And it's also like six figures is different in America than it is here. Like I think it's a bit more common in America to earn six figures. Whereas I think in the UK, it's not that common. Um, so I think it's it's getting a bit of perspective on it. As you say, like, okay, well, it, unless they're going to break down their financial records, then <laughs> you don't know. So it's kind of like a, I guess, like a stay in your lane kind of thing. Like, just focus on what you're doing. If you continue to provide value and to help people, people will notice. It just takes time. And when you're self-employed, like, every week feels like it kind of feels like it's really long and really short at the same time like I think of stuff I've done last week and I'm like well it was ages ago but then I'm also like how is it December like next week or already I know this is going out after December but you know <laughs> yeah I know time just flies you know isn't it <laughs> yeah it's crazy but it's like it's also like because you're doing so much and you're really passionate about it if you're running your own business it feels like everything you've done is like ages ago and you're not getting any return from it and you think why isn't this there and you're like oh it's only been like two weeks and we're just getting our own way with all of this stuff so we've shared a lot on mindset which is amazing and really inspiring and positive Mm -hmm. um before we head into the quick round questions because you have like a background in like admin accounts like bookkeeping what are your top so this is going out in january as we've just said we're recording in just before december um what would be your top tip for getting on top of our finances and financial goals in 2019 if this goes out before the end of january go and do your tax return now yeah um because you do not want to do it on the 31st trust me in terms of like next tax year get it in as soon as you can and then you can just forget about it you know how much tax you need to pay and you've got like nine months to pay it off um so get your tax return in as soon as possible um use separate 
bank accounts for your business, your personal spending and your tax and that will help you to stay organised. You'll know how much money is coming in and going out of the business. You can um, set your own personal budget more easily and you can just put away some money for tax without even sort of touching it. You can just have it in that separate bank account. So that's always handy. I'd also say set financial goals. So think about if you have kind of three financial goals, you'd have like one which covers everything. So how much do you need to spend on your business to keep it running? And how much does your lifestyle cost? Um, work that out. And that should be your sort of like minimum financial goal. Um, decide how much you'd like to make ideally. And that should be your kind of target financial goal and then have like a stretch goal. So like if, you're, if you were having a really good year, how much would you earn and the best way to like kind of break your financial goal down and like into easier steps and make it a bit easier for yourself is to kind of think of the goal and then work backwards from there so like okay well how many clients is that how much would I need to charge each client and yeah that was three wasn't it yeah Yeah. I should be able to count being an accountant (laughs) (laughs) heading into the quick round then um question number one of the quick round is what's your go-to self-care ritual after a stressful day maybe doing your tax return (laughs) (laughs) um oh definitely reading I love reading at the moment I am reading like the cheesiest chiclet book (laughs) it's called um oh what's it called I think it's called like you don't have to say you love me and it's by Sarah Manning because it's not a very useful book for like business obviously um but I was reading too many like self-help and like business books and I was getting a bit overwhelmed so I was like I'm gonna read some really like you know cheesy books to stop the overwhelm second question what's challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently doing in-person events and workshops exciting question three is what are your goals for 2019 oh god Um, (laughs) everyone says that it's a big goal um my so my two main goals are to grow my membership and have a lot of happy members and also to launch an app how exciting can you tell us more or is that a follow along and see so the idea for the app is basically to make it really easy for business owners to manage their finances um and i won't say more than that because it's still very much in like the early development stages um but that is hopefully what it's going to do is just make it really simple and save a lot of time for like things like accounting chasing email uh, chasing invoices and that kind of thing what's your um favorite resource or maybe tool that you go to so you've said you use stripe like are there any other must-haves that you'd recommend for other business owners listening yeah so i was recommended this program called ClickUp, and it's quite similar to trello um so it's got like boards that you can kind of add things to um so I find that really helpful to like just make a massive list of like everything I need to do if a project feels a bit overwhelming and then I can move stuff like from board to board so like, I've got like to do ongoing and done um so it's quite similar to Trello in that way but you can also view things as a list or a calendar which I find really helpful and you can put a deadline on different tasks as well um so yeah that's what i'd recommend at the moment it's really really good and it's also free so there you go which we always <laughs> love when we're starting out don't we yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah it's just clickup.com cool i'll check that out and put it in the show notes for everyone to check out too before we you know shout you out and send everyone your way to follow you do you have any last words of wisdom like if if everyone listening could take one piece of advice and encouragement away from this chat what would you say i would say money is a tool use it to the best of its ability and also you deserve to be paid for your work so don't be afraid to charge for it i feel like i need to go and do my bookkeeping now because i definitely have not done it yet (laughs) this month (laughs) it's it's a rainy afternoon you may as well (laughs) you're not going outside right shout yourself out julia let everyone know where we can go to check you out anything you want to point us towards online yeah you can go to my website which is easyasfat.com or if you want to follow along with me on instagram or twitter it's just at easyasfat amazing thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to put yourself first if you enjoyed it or you have any feedback I would love you to leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. And if you'd like to reach out to me on social media to let me know you enjoyed it or just have a chat and say hi, I'm at cat underscore horrocks on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're feeling extra kind, share this on to a friend who you know needs to hear this one too. 